Lisbon Exchange. And my name is Bob the Drag Queen, and this is Sibling Advice. Now, listen, we all know that we are not doctors. Not even a little bit. We're not therapists. We are not mm -hmm. um, psychologists. We don't know much about algebra. Psychiatrists. If you need advice, please go to your doctor, your rabbi, your priest, your shaman, your teacher, your psych, your therapist. This is just for entertainment purposes only. Yes, everything we're saying is is for use in this podcast only. Do not take this as sound advice to take into the world to 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 remedy your issues. If you have, do not take any of this seriously. This is for entertainment purposes only, and we don't want anyone to uh, feel like we are diagnosing them that we give them a, a, a prognosis of on life. So with that in line, let's get into some advisory. Any, what are you listening to? Remember when we went to Todrick Hall and I was freaking out about that guy behind us that was singing? Oh, yeah. Fucking Avery Wilson, man. His voice is truly one of a... It's, it's, it's on some Whitney Houston shit. It's like a voice you get every couple of lifetimes. It's in, it's, is it, it like R&B and soul? Yeah, R&B soul stuff. His name is... If y'all don't know Avery Wilson, look up Avery Wilson on YouTube. I'll just listen to him singing Can We Talk, the Tevin Campbell. Do you, do you, obviously, you grew up with, with that song being like a thing. Can we talk? Well, tell me if I sound as good as tell me if I sound as good as him. You ready? Can we talk? Okay, first of all, you're you're already started in the wrong key. Girl, I'm, I do my own key. I don't sing <laughs> the key Tevin Campbell sings in. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let me finish. Go on. Can we talk for a minute? Girl, I want to know your name. Some of us, when we do, I our love run, how you we, get. We I love how you get Jamaican. I love how you get. You get. You get real. <laughs> but you, you also said, "Can we talk for a minute?" <laughs> you got for real. a minute, girl. Girl, I want to you know your name. Gail, Gail, you need to stop it, Gail, because you want a piece of chicken and a can of coke. Yeah, girl, she's a proper scouser. How are you feeling, Monet, today? I feel like you are... You are bitch, a are disingenuous person. I'm not asking about me, bitch. How are you feeling? Well, I feel like you are a disingenuous person. Why? Because you put something on the Patreon. There is literally no context to this picture. You put a picture of me with one of my shoes off at the bar. That means literally nothing. First of all, you know that you and I were very physical performers. When I say were, because uh, uh, because since because since your busted ass knees is preventing you from being physical these days, and we would often do things. So me having a shoe off at a bar in New York in 2017, five years ago, means literally nothing about my quote unquote alleged exploding foot <laughs> listen let me just say this out loud um i have been letting one come for me in my <laughs> knees for three years four years on this podcast the moment i mentioned monet's exploding foot all hell breaks loose <laughs> monet's like don't exploding. bring up my foot monet's magic exploding foot the foot that exploded a thousand times so Monet's mad because now y'all know the realty that she's the one who's bad below the waist she's bitch. the one yeah my knees are fucked up but bitch your foundation is cracked honey maybe the first floor maybe the first floor is not good here but maybe the the, the concrete they pour under the house is falling apart on you and that picture I took that I told you I thought I used to take I used to take pictures of Monet's feet because it would always tickle me when her one shoe okay. her white okay. her right pictures foot, 
pictures. So in a in a court of law, does not hold up. Pictures. Okay, you said pictures. Give us pictures. We saw a okay. picture. <laughs> I found one because what happened was I was I was trying to find mm. something in my storyline. I, I I went to um I went I was went to go chat with someone and then I saw that they had posted something or responded to my story back in twenty like fifteen or something. So I tried to scroll all the way back to see what they were responded to. But in the midst, I realized you can't go past 2017, like the archives or something don't go past 2017 for really? me anyway, for me. So then I found this one picture and I was like, oh my God, this is the picture of Monet's exploding foot with the shoe off. And I'm going <laughs> to scroll through. I'll probably find some more. L listen, y'all, let me put the other way. Monet can say whatever she wants. Stay tuned because there will be much more proof of the exploding <laughs> foot coming forward. So you can go oh, to um, okay. okay. slash Patreon. And when I tell you, a lot uh -huh. of evidence will be coming forward very soon about Monet's exploding foot. Rest assured. Oh, well, I will be. Well, I'll, I'll get many, you know, not even pictures, bitch. I'm going to give y'all videos of your fucking disintegrated kneecaps, okay? Your fucking shit that is like. <sighs> Your fucking knee kneecaps that have evaporated, bitch, like a fucking kind of condensed milk, bitch. I'm gonna have a show of videos of your fucking kneecaps. How long have you been uh, workshopping disintegrated kneecaps? That's my question, honey. Ever since I came <laughs> up with exploding foot. Now, also, just now this moment, the difference is I have never claimed to not have bad knees. You are acting <laughs> like your feet are fine, and my Mary, they're fine. not. Honey, you, you, find, you, him, find, you, him, find him Im images from five years ago. Can you just can you find any current images? If if if, if my foot is exploding, it, it just doesn't heal over five years. It would still be exploding. Your foot is done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> and the difference is, Monet, we aren't on our feet like we used to be. We used to do these long, long. We don't do you, me. You and I don't do six one-hour shows a, a week anymore. You and I both know that. <laughs> Honey, but anyway, <laughs> listen. Yeah, I don't need to do any a bit of uh, posturing. Everyone, just sit back, relax. Go to siblingrivalry.com/siblingrivalrypodcast.com/support. Uh. And I, when I tell you in the next coming weeks, the um, the evidence will be pouring in. You'll see. Oh, pictures, <laughs> videos. Oh, because I know, I know there's a video of you tiptoeing around on, on one only maker, literally the only maker. They call it the only maker. They sent you one of them bitches. <laughs> Bitch, have you heard Megan Thee Stallion's new song? Bitch, when I tell you. She is on some 90s rap hood bitch shit, and I fucking love it. It's so good. I love it's Megan. Plan B. There was really a video. Uh, I think Gail or someone is interviewing Megan bitch, about being interviewing about Tory Lanez being shot by Tory Lanez, and like, why is he not in jail? I think the trial is still going on. He's, he's, he he's facing twenty two years, but posted bail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's facing twenty two years and eight months in prison. I hope he gets every every single last fucking week overshooting Megan, right? Yeah, yeah, and she came. I mean, obviously, this, this is a traumatic experience. And hearing her talk about it, she was like, she was like, she was like, I was scared, but I didn't want to move because I was like, she was like, what if he shot something like vital? Like, what if he hit her in her fucking spine, bitch? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's and scary. That he, I can't even imagine. The fact that he was like, dance, bitch. That's so fucking disgusting and repulsive. And Ugh. honestly, it is. It is how people talk about women in music, and mm -hmm. he's one of those people who's like actually out here in these streets doing that, and. I think it's repulsive. I think it's disgusting. I think anyone who still listens to his music, I mean, it's just honestly, and maybe I'm being extra hyphy because it happens to be an artist that I really love, but it shouldn't right. have to be an artist that I love for it to be disgusting behavior, you know? Yeah, yeah. I fucking stand Megan. She's so great, and she's she's she really is great. She's really, really, really great. I'm, really, I'm so happy 
to like be alive in a time that I can like appreciate Megan like in her current status. Like she's that's really what, great. That's what I said. I was just saying. I, I said my Mariah Carey all the time. Can you believe that we're like, out of all the times you could have been born, we get to be alive at the same time as Mariah Carey. That is, we're so lucky. I mean, Mateo wishes you alive with uh, when um, Maria Callas was here. <laughs> Mateo was alive when Maria Callas. Was, I mean, not not in her heyday. But I mean, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, when, like when she like I'm not sure Mateo wishes like he could, he could went to go see Maria when she was at um doing the fucking shit at at the lyric and shit in fucking Italy. I'm sure. Well, Monet, today is not sibling rivalry. Today's sibling advisory. Yeah, and we're and gonna give advice to people. I think we should get crack a lacking into um into some advice, honey. Hey, Bob and Monet, this is Noelle in San Francisco. Um, I wanted to give you a little preface for something. I'm in an um, a interracial relationship. My partner is white. And um, I was outside our home last week alone. I was I was actually like had headphones in, um, working on our garden, um, and was just listening to the podcast. And this woman sort of like waves her hand to get my attention. And I pull my headphones on. I'm like, yeah, can I help you? And she goes, oh, I love what you've done with the garden. Can I hire you guys to work on mine too? And I was like, oh, no, um, I live here. And she had that moment where she goes, oh, shit. Like, like she knew that she messed up and was really embarrassed. So I kind of helped her through it and was polite about it. Um, but I'm actually sick of dealing with it. Like every, every time I go to deal with the garden as a brown man, people ask me like, they, oh, do you know the owners? Um, I, I have questions for them. Oh, they did a nice job. It, it's very like language that's focused on, hey, you're not, you can't possibly be, you are in a subservient role, period. There are things that happen like if I go to the grocery store, people just ask me where things are. Like, um, where's so-and-so with, like without any... I don't, I don't know if it's the way I dress. I don't know if it's just the color of my skin. But they just assume that I'm in a subs, subservient role. And my question to you is, have you had to deal with that? And do you deal with the frustration as well? Um, because, Jesus, sometimes, man, it's annoying as hell. Thank you. Love you guys so much. Signed, Stop Calling Me Spicy. Um. Yeah, you know, I have never been in the position where someone has confused me to uh, um, in in that way. Um, I'm trying to think if I've encountered a situation. A situation. Oh, Jacob should have muted his mic. Um, if I've encountered a situation where someone has treated me in this way, and I don't think I have. But my advice to you, I mean, and, and I obviously I get your your frustration. Like obviously that's fucking annoying. You shouldn't have to deal with that. Um, but I guess, and in my mind, right, I want to go to. You bitch, you should answer in a mean way. Like, bitch, I'm not the fucking help. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the this. And like, I, in my mind, that, that that's where I want to go. And I, and personally, I think that if you feel that in your spirit, bitch, let them have it. But I don't know. I, I cause I want to be toxic and I know, and, and y'all told me on this podcast, Mona, you need to, I, so I'm trying not to be toxic, but I want, I feel like I want to go to a toxic place. Like stop fucking assuming shit about me. I asked the question first. So maybe you should go first. Cause I, I feel myself giving toxic and negative energy. So I get this a lot. I get this all the time. Really? Like, yes. All the time. I remember, um, I remember one time I used to wear this red cardigan sweater I used to wear. And I, I remember one time going to Target and I was wearing the red sweater. To be fair, I was wearing a red sweater at Target. But I was wearing this. <laughs> I was walking through Target. I was wearing this red sweater. And this little girl came up to me. She was running and she was like 10. 
at the most. And she was so excited. She stopped me. She was like, where are the toys? Where are the toys? And I was just like, aisle seven. They're on aisle seven. <laughs> that was really not a true answer. I don't know where they were. I just felt like I didn't want to. I was like, but also because I, okay, I look. Well, first of all, I am African. Monet is African. All black people are are African. But I apparently look like I am like for like 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 first generation or or ha- having immigrated to America from Africa. Africans often come up to me and just start speaking in African languages. Um, this happens to me <laughs> a lot in New York City. Um, and most of the fabric stores in New York City, mm. a lot of Africans work there. So often I would be at the fabric store trying to buy some fabric and then someone would just walk up to me and be like, can I get five yards of this? All the time. And I would just look at them and I just say, I don't work here. I said in that voice, and then this is my face, I go, I don't work here. And then I maintain eye contact and then I let them fumble through the awkwardness of of assuming that I work at this place by them. So I don't assist them through it. I do not owe them that. I don't I don't offer advice. I just straight up say I don't work here. <laughs> every time that is my response. Every single time. Um, you know, I, I guess a similar thing that I feeling is like, for example, um. Like if I go to a supermarket and there's this thing where people have like little kids or or pets or something and like they like and like the kid like and the kid and they have like a baby and the baby like looks at you and waves and, and smiles or something and they look at you like they want you to respond. Nine times out of ten, I will look back at kind of like what Bob do in that same deadpan. I'm just, I, I will stare at them and the baby like. Or if they have their kid and their kid and or their pet and they're like, oh, and they're like the pet will like looks at me like wanting wanted the pet. Bob knows this about me. Like, bitch, I barely like my cat. I don't fucking like people's pets and shit. I don't I don't go up p- p- petting people's shit. I'm like, oh my god, your dog is so cute. I just look at them deadpan. So in that same way, I would say when someone does that in in the neighborhood that you live in or that your boyfriend lives in that that you frequent, when they say that you literally don't respond and look at them like, I don't work here. And just ign- yeah, like, like give them that same. Yeah, don't give them any energy of like, uh, of, of of you of you feeling like apologetic in any way. Like I I I, I like that. I'm just giving them just dead cold energy. If you want to say words like Bob did, sure. But but I I tend to just say no words and no response, just deadpan. And then if you think I mean, sh- great. That's not my problem. And I I that's how I tend to respond to people's animals and 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 their children that I don't want to engage with. I like talking to kids. I, I almost always enjoy talking to children. I like uh, you also talk to them like they're adults. A kid, a kid will be like, "Hey, mom, how you?" And Bob was like, "Hello, Amanda. How was your day doing?" Like Bob talks to them like they're like fully functioning like a thirty-five year old. Well, kids like that. Kids like when you're like, "Oh, hey!" Like I'll see a little kid with me, and they're like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" And the kid will be like, <laughs> "Even babies." I'll be like, "Well, hello there." How are you? How's your flight? There's always a little kid peeking through, peeking through the little cracks in the seat, and I'd be like, "Oh, hey, you are you're, you're crawling that. into my space. You are crawling into my space, aren't you, little buddy?" <laughs> do you like do you like engaging people's pets, bitch? When people make you like want you to engage with their pet, that shit fucking gets on my nerves. I don't like pets. 
Well, I do not like the, pets. It depends on the pet. I don't. I mean, I really have to learn. I have to know a big dog, and I have to know a small dog, because small dogs are really feisty, and big dogs can be dangerous. So I have to really get to know your big or small dog before I, I'm just going to start petting it. Medium-sized dogs tend to be really friendly for some reason. Big dogs are friendly too, but I don't know your dog, and it's big, and it's scary. Um, I don't engage with people's cats almost ever. I engage with Colleen now. Um, usually when I come, I give Colleen a little bit of attention, and then when I leave, I will pick up her little bed. I lift her up, and I say, I'm leaving. And I put her down. <laughs> Not me, bitch. I don't. I, I don't care if you had an animal for years. I do not like engaging people's pets. I don't like fucking. I don't like little dogs. I don't like big dogs. I don't like little medium sized dogs. I just don't want to engage with pets. And I don't like also manly dogs. I, I don't like big dogs. <laughs> it's because also I am. Mom knows this. I am allergic to 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 dogs. I have. I'm allergic to cats too. But because Colleen is hairless, I'm like less likely to to have an allergic reaction. <laughs> But I'm allergic to dogs. So when I, so if, if, if I, and I'm very forgetful, if I go pet your fucking dog and then I forget and I rub my eyes, bitch, my eyes are red, they're itching. I'm like sneezing for the rest of the day. So I don't like touching dogs ever. Oh well, how, do you feel about, how do you feel about Potato, Andy's dog? How do you feel about Potato? Potato is here. Potato is Andy's dog. And Potato's I don't in really the house engage. now? No. Oh. Uh-huh. But I don't really engage with Andy's dog like that. Like potato is there, and I'll be like, "Oh, potato, look at potato," and that's it. I'm not like I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't cuddle potato. I don't pick potato up. I just. I. That's just not how. That's not how. I, I, you know, I'm not like that with dogs. People love white people will give their dog a food name: pickle, biscuit, potato, <laughs> cocoa, chips. People, white, those are white. There are white people listening right now. There is someone right now with a dog named Biscuit. There is someone right now, a white person. And if you are if you are a white person and Biscuit is sitting next to you or Pickle is sitting next to you, comment below. Yeah, black, black people like wall. black black people like like human names for their pets. No, I, I, I yes. My, no, I, I think they named the no, no. I don't know. Not in the south. In the West south, Indians do. West Indians love a, a, a human name for a pet. In the South, our names, our dogs' names, like Bear, Grizzly, Big Man, Rocco, uh, Beast. Um, uh-uh. th- those are Southern names. I've, I, do, I found that lesbians do give their dogs human names or their cats human names and give their girlfriends cat nicknames. They're like, "This is my dog. This is my girlfriend, Cupcake, and this is my dog, Elizabeth." Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the how are how, bitch? How are you with fucking Andy's dog Potato, bitch? I've never met Potato. Oh, well, you like dogs though. Like you love you fucking like dogs. You you do you, like you, you famously had one. If Potato is friendly and likes to get pet or is a little chill, I'll probably like the dog. I like dogs. Work well, you know what? Then you should you should have him. And I don't like. It's not that I like like I'm not like I don't I, I don't want to like hang out with kids and stuff. But I like talking to kids, one on like 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 being able to just be like have a conversation with kids. Um, but I think because I work with kids for so long, I'm not one of the folks like I love kids. Like I don't want to. Some people really really want to like spend their time with kids and like be integral in kids' lives and and raising them. And they want to be they want nickname. They want to be uncle this and auntie that. I'm not. I have two. I have two kids who are who I'm an uncle to. I don't have there's I don't I'm I'm I don't I'm not nobody's play play uncle. I, I do not like anyone's kids giving me um familial nicknames. 
I'm not your. I am not your uncle. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I am. I am not your Negro. Well, <laughs> black families in the South do do uh play family, and my my mother has never. My mother's like, I don't have no play. You don't have. I don't have play cousins. I don't have not any play family. Cousins. But we. Well, I, I get you saying in 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 Saint Lucia we did that too. But not the play family. But like pretty much everyone who was a close family friend who was not a direct aunt to uncle was still aunt to this or uncle this. No, nope, um, it's not like play. Not in my direct family, and, and it's in the South we call them play cousins. In the South, your Got friends it. are your play cousins. That's, that's just a, a, a phrase that we use. But my mother is like, you don't have, you have, you have. These are your cousins. You have actual cousins. These are your cousins. And I had two cousins who would always call me their brother, and my mom would be like, Amanda is not your sister. <laughs> Amanda is your cousin. You and Amanda are your not. Amanda. You and Amanda are not siblings. You have you have one brother. His name is Justin, and Amanda is your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually appreciate it. It's it's set, it's a it's a great way to set boundaries because people would come in your life and just claim your family, just claim it, claim it, mm-hmm. honey. I saw this t- I saw this TikTok the other day about this woman talking about um on uh, about church and religion, and I was like, oh my god, Bob, I think I sent it to you. Didn't watch it, you dumb bitch. You sent me something on TikTok. I just didn't, I don't think I, you've ever sent me. T- me and oh, yeah, always I did. Send TikToks. It's it's, she, it's her talking about how, how how religion has destroyed the black um um has is 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 causing the black community to be fucking a prisoner of itself. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, and it was great. It was really great. But and it was Dr. Umar talking about how white America is the creator of black ghettos. And although white America created the black ghettos, we as black people maintain them. He goes on to say that one of the biggest contributors to the maintenance of poverty within the black community is black religion. I mean, part of that I agree with, but it, but that is not a nuanced take. I don't think that black people are keeping themselves impoverished. Black, yeah, no, you, white you, people maintain you them. You the whole thing. You, you, you the whole thing. thing. It's, it's, it's but, about but, how, how, how 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 religion has has created a structure where black people instead of spending your time to other things you're going to um but bible study on wednesday a christ meeting on tuesday a, a choir meeting on, on wednesday and you're not ta- you're not taking a lot of that time and effort and money into putting it into your own stuff and your own family and, and your own communities and really building them up you're giving the church millions that. of dollars a year and you're doing nothing yeah. for yourself and your family even a broken clock um, is right two times a day anyway we should get some more some more uh yeah we, let's we do it one advice. question in i know we will we, we have not a lot 20 to say. minutes in one question Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Apartments.com has helped millions of renters and could help you find your perfect place. Yep, I know perfect is a very tall order. I know, okay? But if you're looking for an apartment or a condo or a townhome or a townhouse even, Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find it. Use filters and saved searches to narrow down rental listings and find exactly the place for you. You can even set up alerts to get notified as places become available. So, fashionistas, get your closet spaces ready, darling. Or an in-unit washer and dryer? My God. God, sun lovers, we can help you find as much natural light as your spirit and your little heart desires. If you're working from home, you can have an area for your home office, an extra bathroom, a balcony, central heating and air, or a dishwasher in the kit. Girl, whatever happens to be right for you, this is the place to find it. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Jacob, go ahead. Hey, Bob and Monet. I am a 32-year-old cis gay male in Austin, Texas, and a patron. Love y'all so much. My question is, I'm getting ready to attend a friend's birthday party in a few weeks, and the theme of the party is Stripper Circus. I want to come up with a fun, creative idea on what to wear and not just be a full-on Thought, but a little, little thoughtiness it ain't gonna hurt nobody but um yeah just not gonna show up in my underwear want to get some creative ideas and spend some time putting together a cute outfit so wanted to ask you all for some ideas on what could be fun that's not super basic um i will probably be shopping on amazon and doing some minor uh work to put an outfit together so anything that you all think might be uh, some good advice on how to do that any tips and tricks would be appreciated. Love y'all so much. Sincerely, Lost at the Circus. Well, Stripper Circus. I, I, okay, let me try right now. If the theme is circus, I'm always going to go clown. I love <laughs> clowns. I fucking love clowns. I've always... I, I, I was going to be a clown before I was going to be a drag queen. Bitch, I, I almost tripped and fell into clown life. I, I, I was this were, close to being cotton You Cody. are. I mean, I, I still do my clown thing, but I was this close to being Cotton Cody instead of Bob the Drag Queen. And, oh, my God. Can you do can you do your little Cotton Cody voice? Uh, it was like, hey, guys, it's me, Cotton Cody. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me, Cotton Cody. Um, anyway, so I, I, um, I always go clown because clown makeup is just so fun. It's so exciting. And you really, you really can't go wrong with it. Now, I don't know what your skin looks like. Um, I don't know if you're black, white, or brown or whatever, but if you're fair skinned, you can probably get away with doing just a little bit of like clown accessories, like a, like a clown eye, a little red nose, and like like a black lip or some sort of a clown lip moment. Um, I found that on darker skin, you want to really paint your face white because it, it helps the clown makeup pop. Um, you can also keep your hair the way it is. You know, you don't have to do anything wild with your hair. That makes it sexy. Get a pair of really colorful Speedos, like a polka dot Speedo, some suspenders, some knee-high socks that are like striped multiple colors, and a pair of red Converse. And then bring in like a rubber chicken, um, a pie, um, some sort of a flower that squirts water, and you're going to be a sexy stripper clown. 
I think that's that is in my opinion. I always lean. I my drag name is Eileen Clown. Eileen Clown, honey. Yeah. Um. I would say I would if 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 you're not feeling the clown, maybe you can do something like more like a like a like a lion tamer or something. I'm sure you can get like like a sexy lion tamer jacket because those are all, they're often like bolero cut, so they can if you just wear that with no shirt under it, it will go it will cut you it'll put you like right at your pecs. So you like you have no shirt under it, and you can get like a sexy black thong or like a sexy black really tight booty short moment, and have like a whip or something, and you can be like a sexy lion tamer for at the at at, at the at the circus, um, or if you want to go an animal route maybe just bitch bitch getting you like a fucking they sell harnesses so cheap on fucking on 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 amazon and just get one and you can get some fur you don't you don't have to get like real fur you can get like uh uh um muppet fur you can put it and you can hot glue it to the harness and you can be like a sexy lion or a sexy bear um and just get like little airs or something i think those are those are cute ways but i think the lion tamer one because you can also get like a little top hat too with the jacket and like the tight and like the black thong like the booty shorts um and like some and like some thigh high boots you can be like a sexy little tamer with a whip there's also like mesh, these like mesh bike tarts you can get. And a bike tart is like, a, um, it looks like a tank top on the top and biker shorts on the bottom. That's a bike tart. Mm-hmm. It's like a bike, bike short leotard is what, what it basically boils down to. Anyway, you can get there's these like mesh bike tarts you can go to Amazon for like really inexpensively and get some rhinestones and like stone them. And you can be like a trapeze artist. And that could be also E6, really thousand. If you're gonna stone, use E six thousand. Don't if it's do for like one night, you can do high day. glue. If it's one night, if, if, if E six thousand, if you're trying to like, if this needs to last and this needs to be tough, in my opinion. But hot glue can get really messy when that gun starts pouring out everywhere, girl. And then, and then also when you do hot glue, you have the, you you run the risk of hot gluing your costume together because you because you're not aware of how fast that shit dries. At least with E six thousand, there's like a little window. Hot glue can get really bad really fast if you don't. What know you what should do E six thousand. The E six thousand takes twenty four hours to cure. Yes, you cannot yeah. hot glue it and then walk out the door. You can hot glue something and then just get up and leave. But if you E six thousand it, you literally have to wait an entire day for it to, or at least twelve hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you give yourself some time for it to dry for Just sure. If I can find um the uh the mesh bike tart up in here cuz there are some really oh, great yeah. ones and if I and if I can find one I will include it in the um in the comment below, but there were some really great ones and they look really sexy. I bought them for dancers um and they're just they're I know you're not trying, you say you're not trying to break the bank, so that's just my idea of you. Are you ready? You got another you, oh, go ahead, Mona. Are you going to be a basic bitch? Bitch, break, no, I'm kidding. You don't, you don't have to break the bank. Also, do you see this outfit sitting here, Bob? Do you have my jacket? Did, did you take it, the jacket with you? No. Domino took it with him. God. Why everything got to be me? Why do you think I'm taking everything? Well, can you bring it back when you come home? I don't, bitch, that's not, I didn't take it. Bitch, it's for you. I didn't ask you for that. I did not ask you. You and Domino need to work this okay, out. You know what? I should have said no. I should have said no. Then your ass would have had, had no clothes. You should have, but you didn't, did you? Did you, Monet? <laughs> Is this a thing that I get for putting you bitches on? Oh, okay. So if you're not watch, if you're not on the Patreon, because you a basic ass bitch, um, right oh here God. is an outfit that I had to. I'm kidding. I went. So Domino, Bob is covering film, and we're here. And Domino needed to use a jacket that he made for me to pattern a look that he's making for Bob. So me, in my spare time. When I was busy, I fucking, the day I was filming, literally had to film the pit stop, had to drive to my storage unit and go get this outfit from storage to get, to bring to my home so Domino could fit it on Bob to pattern a look for him. And I was asking Bob to bring the jacket back home. Bob was like, no. I didn't say no. ungrateful bitch. I didn't say no. What I said was, bitch, I didn't borrow it. 
<laughs> bitch, I'm busy. To quote I didn't ask you. Right, I didn't ask you for no favors. Now I will see what I can do. But if I don't bring it back, what I'm saying is, it's Domino's. This is you and Domino's dealing, not mine. <laughs> play the next one, Jacob. Before I just fucking snuff this bitch. Yeah, from Monet. Play the next one before before, before Monet's foot explodes. Hi, Bob and Monet. My name is Daniela. I'm a 25 year old cisgendered woman who identifies as queer. And my question for you guys is, if you have any advice on how I can address misogynistic remarks and jokes within my friend groups that are majority cisgendered gay men. Um, this is something that I feel really strongly about, um, but do not want to offend anybody, especially a community that I love so much. Um, but it does also mean a lot to me to address misogyny when I see it, because it exists in every single community. And I think it's a big issue that affects so many people, um, not just, you know, cisgendered women. Um, and I want to be able to address these without offending them, but I have been met with, oh, you're being dramatic, or this is just gay culture, women are just, you know, crying about this, trying to take this away from gay men, um, and that it doesn't come from a place of hatred, but I do want to address this because I do not feel comfortable with a lot of things they say, you know, the age-old, ew, pussies, and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, how do you guys recommend that I address this without hurting anybody's feelings um, and without, you know, taking anything away from anybody? Because that's never my intention. Uh, let me know. Thanks. Love you guys. You know, coming up in the gay bars in New York City, a big part of that um, was not a big part. But some of that, there, there was a lot of misogyny involved, like, um, women, why are you here at this bar? This is not for you. If you if, 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 if you see the dragon performing, shut up and just give her a dollar. Like, that is that, 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 that was a part of it. And, you know, I think gay men, we had it is it is not just the work of your friends, but I think of, of gay men at large to really counteract their behavior and be and to battle like the built in misogyny that we have in us as as not even just as gay men, as men existing on this planet. It is part of our identity. We have a lot of privilege as men in this world. And um, your friends are extensions of that. So I think a way to combat that is to kind of everything that you just said just now was great i mean maybe the maybe the, the the problem is that you feel uncomfortable having this, this conversation with your friends but if these are close friends of yours i think that all the knowledge that you just dropped in the question that you asked i think is a perfect gateway into that and i think that if they are if you have brought it up and you are met with oh you just you're just you're just being dramatic i think I think giving them direct examples of behavior that they've done that is that 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 has made you feel bad that is that is misogynistic is right. I think when you when you give people direct um uh, uh, direct evidence so like this is what you said and this is how it made me feel and this is why it is misogynistic. You can't argue that because bitch, you did say it and it's not me being dramatic. It's something that came out of your mouth that that you have said. So I think and it, it, it may be something of like it happens a few times and you like literally. Honestly, bitch, put the voice memo on your phone, record it. Like if you are in a situation where it's happening, like record it. And it may seem a little shady when you play back for them, but sometimes hearing your own voice saying something that is really hurtful and misogynistic is the is what you need to help you be like, I need to fix this behavior. This is disgusting. I should not do this. So I think it is um if you if you if you keep on being met with, you're being dramatic, give them giving them evidences of things that they've said, whether you can record it or ver or, or verbalize it back to them what they've said. I think that's a great way so that they hear how bad it sounds and how it's behavior that needs to be changed. Um, I well, I don't know if recording people without their permission would be a great way to uh, kick Gosh. off a uh, a conversation. 
But I will say this. I do agree that with when they said that what you said was really uh, well, so like like you, you you articulated it perfectly. What you said sounded like like all the things that you need to say. Or you can send your friends this link. Send them this timestamp. Send your friends this timestamp, this link. And I'm going to say this. This is something I say on stage a lot. And I... Um, I like that you said that misogyny affects more than just cisgendered women. Um, misogyny affects uh, trans women, mm-hmm. cis women, gay men, trans men, uh, bi people. Misogyny affects a lot. Misogyny affects all of us. You know, a threat to one is a threat to all. A threat to a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And um, I used to be one of those gay guys who would ill pussy this and kind of stuff like that. And I used to just think it was funny. I thought it was, I, I, I just didn't know any better until someone, you know, until someone was like, why, why, why is that funny? And especially once I started dating a person who has a pussy and seeing their response to a group of gay guys cackling about how gross pussy is, um, you know, even little stuff like I used to, um, one day Ezra went for a jog and then when he came home, he was like, oh my Drag God. Jog. I was like, what? He goes, I was just listening to Kesha. And at one point in her song, she just flat out says, I just can't date a dude with a vag. Now he's like, and I know she wasn't talking about me, but I, I just kind of stopped in dead in my tracks and was like, that, that just felt, it felt so unnecessary to say. It just that just really felt so unnecessary to say, and you know I'm sure when she's in a room full of uh, a room full of men who don't have vaginas, everyone's like, "Isn't that so ridiculous and hilarious? How absurd that would be!" So you know I know that I've been challenging my friends to to let go of that rhetoric and see why it's um, hurtful, and I think that the verbiage you use with us was succinct. I think it made sense. And people are going to naturally buck against the notion of being called problematic. When you let someone know their behavior is problematic, their gut instinct is going to be like, oh no, I'm not problematic. It can't be me. Especially Yeah, especially gay men who already who already feel like that like 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 they're Don Trotten and and how and how uh uh toxically masculine men are against them like they feel this sisterhood with with um cisgender with with, with women in general so like girl we're uh, like we're on this it's 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 that it's that energy of we're on the same team like we're fighting the same battle but it's not the same thing because you are at the end of the day you are a cisgendered male this is a cisgendered woman and they're it is different so i think that they're they're when you tell them they're they're misogynistic they're hearing girl what are you talking about we're sisters we're on the same thing but you're not because at the end of the day you are a gay man this is a cisgendered woman it is different so i think you're gonna be hit with that you need to be prepared for that and be like bitch no and you know, pussyphobia, it comes from a lot of places. It pussobia. Comes, I, pussobia. I hear it a lot with with gay men. I hear it a lot with <clears throat> with trans women. I hear it a lot from a lot of people who just don't have vaginas. A lot of people who don't have who who are not born with vaginas say a lot of pussyphobic stuff. And I've become hyper aware of it now nowadays. And it does uh, and it, and it, it is annoying. And I'm very sorry that you're going through that. That's so stupid. I hate I really don't think it's funny. Um, and I am one of those people who, who in, in the past, I've laughed at things I don't laugh at anymore. But isn't that all of us to some regard? You know what I mean? No, I laugh at everything I used to laugh at. Yeah, I believe you. I believe you're still laughing at the stuff you used to laugh at. That, that I believe. Play the next one, Jacob. 
<laughs> hi bob hi monet my name is chase and i'm absolutely obsessed with your podcast i recently joined the patreon i typically listen to your podcast when i'm at work in my cubicle getting dirty looks as i am snickering to myself in silence so thank you so much for brightening my day i am a gay man who is cisgendered and i am dating a non-binary person who happens to have a penis um so on date number two, we're getting a little frisky, and uh, they tell me as I'm going for the crotch, they say, uh-uh-uh, you can't touch it because I have genital herpes. And I'm like, I like dick way too much not to touch a dick. This is not, this is not going to work. But I ended up dating them for four or five more dates, and I think I am falling for them. Do I continue seeing them and take a chance on love, or do I walk away knowing that I could possibly catch a disease that would hinder my dating life in the future. What do you guys think? Sincerely, Herpiphany. I went first last time. Yeah, your oh. turn. Okay, so I just want to say that, um, you know, your partner, um, there is medication. Obviously, everyone's body is different. Everyone's body is different. But there are it's really interesting this one this one coming right on the tails of of uh pussygate um um there are medicines that your partner can take where over over time they will be basically not able to less or let me rephrase that less likely to transmit genital herpes if they don't have any signs now that does not mean that that does not mean that it is impossible even if you don't have signs of genital herpes, you can still pass genital herpes on to um, another person. Um, but there are there's there is medicine that, that people can take. I've looked up with people that I know for a fact had herpes, genital herpes, but they they were on medication and, and there and they weren't having any flare ups. And I haven't had anything. I get cold sores on my mouth, and I have kissed my partners who don't get cold sores ever. So you don't always people don't always transmit general herpes or cold sores or whatever, simplex one, whatever it is back and forth, just because they have it. I take, um, a cyclovir once a day and which lowers my chances of having either a cold sore or, um, transmitting it to one of my partners. And, and, um, so, I mean, there, there should be medication, but again, there are certain cases. I don't know what the doctors told, told your partner, whatever they told them. I don't know. Just listen, obviously listen to your, listen to their doctor, listen to your doctor. I don't, I am not. I, I. I. Again, this is. We should actually after this, we're going to record a, 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 a um a disclaimer that's going to go at the beginning of every episode that this is advice that is just for entertainment purposes only. Do not take any. Go consult your physician, your therapist, your work, your your rabbi, your preacher, um, whoever you need to talk to for your advice. Um, but there is medication that you can take that would greatly reduce the risk of transmission. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say if you calling it a disease might not be, might not be um, kosher. <laughs> um, I was that was gonna be my advice. I was like, if you feel super uncomfortable, I would recommend if you have a um, a primary care doctor or someone that you see regularly. If if you don't have health insurance or a, a clinic that you frequent when you get tested or whatever, I would say just you you can with your partner or without them just go and get um 
talk to the doctor about it and and and, and get the full scope of of what of what the ramifications are and or what the risks are with um you know if if if, if you feel uncomfortable if, if that's something that you that you that because because if you if you just brush it off and act like it'll be fine you obviously something that you are thinking about and it's heavy on your mind and it's going to you know it's gonna it's not gonna be good if you just keep on brushing off and not dealing with it so i think you need to either with your partner or alone talk to your doctor and just so they can give you all you can have all the information so that so then you can make an informed decision about what would be best for you and what and how and how you will feel good um because that's the best way having a doctor tell you all of the things that you need to know about um having about having sex with someone who who, who had genital herpes or whatever it is and then you can be like one of those commercials where you're running on the beach riding a horse surfing Eating it with friends. Yeah. That could be yeah. you. That could be you. <laughs> Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was warming. It was great. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls has started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they serve millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. 
Um, let's do another one. Hey, Bobby Monet. I love y'all so much. Y'all both did fabulous on Drag Race. Love y'all bunches. Um, so I need advice on a situation that I'm going through. And I just really, really need advice on this. So basically, I'm friends with these two people. And um, us three were always known as like hanging out together. Always like that, you know, kicking it up. And um, I just was exhausted with making the plans. So I decided to step back and not make plans anymore. But now they make plans with other people without me. And they literally know I'm sitting in my bedroom just alone, doing nothing. And they don't invite me at all. And I literally cry over this. So, like, what do you think I should do in this situation? Should I confront them? And I have confronted them in the past, but they just say, like, you always want the attention. So, like, what should I do? Please help me. Thank y'all so much. Love y'all both. Um, okay, so you excuse yourself from the hanging out. And then they no, started hanging the out. They're like, the okay. plans. Not from hanging out. Making the making plans. The plans. Okay, but if if we always hung out, okay, okay, if if y'all are tight friends, I get it. You're like, I'm sick of making the plans, but he, but he said that he took a step. Okay, only from making plans. You sure? He said he said I just I got sick of making the plans because he was always the one making the plans. He got sick of making the plans, so now they're making plans, but they're not including him. Okay, listen. Some some friend groups have roles. They're friend and in friend groups, people fall into different roles. Whereas you be the one who's making all the plans. Never be someone who is really good at I don't know. Uh, uh, when 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 y'all are all out, everyone's drunk. The fucking designated friend who always gets everyone home. So I mean, I I, I feel like certain friend groups people fall into different roles. Even in our friend group, when when we're all hanging out, we have people fall into different roles. Kennedy is always walking, running around, picking shit up everywhere, and put, and, and putting people's shoes by the door. Blah, blah, blah. But Patty is gonna be on the couch doing his thing, but Patty is looking at cute boys showing everyone bob is sharing 19 videos on the youtube video not sharing the remote with anyone like everyone falls into like their thing that they do in the friend group and i get it that making the plans <laughs> may seem really exhausting but um you know you but on the other side it's, it's shady that they are doing other people but is it enough to cry over girl i think you should, and if you've confronted them and they're still excluding you then bitch I mean, I don't know what else you can do, but you, you've you been clear. You've said, hey, I want to be included and I don't like it. And they're still continuing to to um, to ex to exclude you. I don't know what more you can do. Like, bitch, I would be tired. I would be so over it. I would not want to talk about it anymore. Well, I don't want to say ask, is it enough to cry over? I mean, I don't want to. That, that, that feels like invalidating someone's feelings. Like, why are you crying? Cause there's nothing worse than when you're in your feelings and someone goes, why this are you crying? True. And it's like, nigga, because I'm is sad. True the fuck you mean while crying because i'm sad damn this is also my toxic my this is my toxic self and i don't want to let those people know that they've gotten the best of me you know what i mean that i'm that that i moved to tears so this is this is my toxic side so i i i I acknowledge that you have a non-toxic side my god um (laughs) i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to do a thing when i oh my god when i um when Monet first moved to LA, Monet would hang out with her friends, but she wouldn't tell me. And it used to drive me, I'm not even being funny. It would drive me crazy. Monet, or I would find out through um, through like Godoy or through Kim or through Naomi, or I'd see pictures and I'd be like, oh my God, everyone's hanging out without me. And I'm not I'm not trying to do a thing. But see, this is I know, I know you're not. I know you're not. I, but I, someone, if someone tells you this and then this is how they react, then you like you feel stupid because you told them. So now you feel like you're a dumb bitch because you're like, why is everyone hanging out without me? And it's not I'm not making this up. There were times you all would hang out or do things and I would not get invited. And I'd be like, this feels um, it doesn't feel good. It, it feels um, 
not great. And, you know, when I mentioned it, um, I would usually just kind of get like a, well, we ended up or, 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 or I often get told like, we just assumed you wouldn't want to, or we just assumed you wouldn't like it. Or we just assumed you don't like movies or you don't, you don't drink. So why would you want to come to this blah, 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 whatever. Um, and I think that over time I just kind of, um, ended up just kind of doing my own thing <laughs> is, is how I ended up just doing it because, you know, or if you and like Rob would play like game, do like a game night or something. And I'd be like, everyone had a game night and, and no one told me. Um, so to be honest, okay, like, but a crucial piece of information Bob is leaving out is that so, is that the reason why Kim would have to not invite Bob is that because, and this is no shade to Bob, but this is, Bob knows this to be true about himself. Kim would like text Bob about stuff in the past and Bob wouldn't respond. So Kim would just would not text Bob because Bob has a hard time texting people back. And you know this about yourself. So I, mean, I, I don't, I, I don't personally I mean, think that that is a, that, that is a, uh, because for example, Kim and I have done things together. And she's magically found a way. I mean, the way we communicate, like like when when Kim and I went to go to see my show together, Kim and I have hung out quite a few times. And um, so obviously Kim and I know how to communicate to hang out. Well, there are many times she wanted to where she couldn't get in touch with you. And also to my to my point, if I get invited, if I get a text message, hey, game night at my house at this time, I'll just show up and I'm, I'm, I'm not someone asking. And have them not respond. That's not the same as not being able to get in contact with someone. Kim can get in contact with me. Right, but oh, yeah, but 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 that's, that's, to her, that's, to, that's that's not that's no, not but to her, she's not trying to like go out the way and like call you five times and text you five times and make sure you're in touch with you. Just like, a, and now that's adding things. That's 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 like being like, I text you once, you didn't respond, and now it becomes, I've called you five times. That that is the no, thing I'm saying she's not doing when, when that. Finish, that's the, that's the thing where it makes it seem where it makes it seem like I'm outrageous, and it's like now it's come down to calling five times. It's not calling five times. That's not what but it Bob, is. Bob, you know, Bob, all of your friends know, all of your friends and your coworkers know. I, 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 I want to do a poll and I, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a TikTok. Bob, you are. I'm not great responding oh. to text, but I'm also one of those people that if we, if there's a plan, especially <laughs> if you call me, everyone knows this. If you call me, I will answer the phone no matter where I am. I will be in the middle of the, I'll be in the middle of a shootout. I will say, hey, I can't, I can't talk right now, but I'll call you back. I will answer my phone. Everyone knows. I, everyone's got, th everyone's got this. Hey, I can't talk. What's up? Hey, I'm on the other line. Hey, so and so. So, well, I can't. One of those where, where it's like, if you want to, if you want to reach someone, you know how to do it. If and, you and, want and, to reach them, you know how to do it. Exactly. And when, I, and when I've had stuff, I always call you because we, bitch, I, I talk to you at least once a week. And I would always like, I'm having this thing in my house. But when, when other people invite me to something, I'm not saying, who's on the guest list? You need to invite this person. I get a text like, hey, we're going, to, we're, we're going out to movies tomorrow. You want to come? Sure. And I show up and, we're, and, I don't, and I'm like, oh, hey, hey, Nay, hey. Like, it's, not, it's not like we're on, in a big group chat. Like, we're going to have dinner tomorrow. It's like, I get a text like, I did, hey, want to go out to the movies? I didn't accuse you of that. What, I, what I'm saying is, is inst instead of spending this time trying to defend why uh, someone's not invited, you could say, oh, I could see how that seems hurtful and I might try to make a stronger effort to include you in things in the future as opposed to spending the time defending yourself while you, uh, trying to absolve yourself of any wrongdoing. So instead of trying to actually fix the problem, you're just trying to absolve yourself 
of accusation. Who me? And it's not. And it's not no. Yet, well, in this moment, you are. And it's not about accusation. It's just me saying how I feel. It's just like, oh, I saw everyone hanging out, and I was sad that I wasn't there. That's, that's but you pointed the, the finger first. You said that because you said that Monet would hang out with her friends and I would not be invited. So that is that that's is true. that is I'm, that is implicating. No, but that is but but hold on, hold on. That is implicating me by saying Monet is hanging out with her friends. You, you you what you should be saying is everyone is hanging out and I wasn't included. But saying Monet's hanging out with her friends is saying like I had a get together with my friends and didn't invite you. When you say Monet's doing this thing with her friends, you no, go, I, what, I, the, I, the, what, the, the language that that is that is less threatening and making me seem like the bad guy is saying all my friends are hanging out. And I was invited, as opposed to Monet did this thing with her friends. Well, I can see why you would say that. I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying Monet made plans, and I okay. and, and Monet, we go. I did not. What I said was Monet was hanging out with everyone because you're my best friend. I mean, me and Kim are friends, but me and Kim are best friends. So if Kim and Plastic hang out, that's not weird. If Kim, Plastic, and Naomi hang out, that's not weird. If Kim, Plastic, Naomi, and you hang out, and no one told me, to me, I'm like, oh, I just don't know why no one told me. It's like all the girls got together. And no one that then then it feels strange to me, and and again I want I want to be clear instead of um, taking it some sort of like attack is or in, in, instead of trying to absolve yourself of wrongdoing, I think that from my perspective it be it, it would feel nice if you were like I can see why that is upsetting, I can see why and you know what I will say this a text did not feel like a strong effort to involve you, and well, it's like what everyone text, else gets. Well, just just listen, just just hear me out. A, but you know you you communicate with different people in different ways because everyone doesn't you can't communicate with everyone the same way you can't use the same method with everyone and expect the same result in my I, I say and, and and my advice to you is to be to maybe to the language you use to not try to implicate one of your friends as or those two as the, as the bad guys because then I feel like you're gonna get a negative result if you're like you guys did this thing you didn't do it I think you should be like hey everyone is hanging out and I feel not included and then your friends gonna be like okay we can see how we can make a better way Jacob, to include you and stuff. but if you go and pointing fingers guns ablaze and like you bitches fucking hung out. And ain't none of y'all motherfuckers told me that's not that's not gonna give you a good result. That's is that is that that, that is gonna cause conflama. Okay, well I, I I do agree that the that the way, but I I feel like what what he's saying is I used to make the plans, and everyone's hanging out, and I and I cry in my room because I'm sad that I'm not there. That doesn't sound like like flinging accusations. Well, he said and he also, confronted you're them. Saying words that are true when all you're saying is you all are hanging out. And I did not get invited. That is just true. Everyone's hanging out. Yeah. I didn't get invited. That is that is the truth. Yeah, making it. But yes, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying I'm saying to this person, do not go and say Jack and Jack and Rob. You guys are hanging out with everyone else. Like saying like, okay, everyone is hang, like I saying everyone is hanging out. I'm not included, as opposed to pointing fingers at, at two people saying you guys did this thing to to uh, and because then because then they feel like you're saying so like so you're saying we're actively trying to not include you, and I don't think that is true. Or be, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know this friend group. I don't know what, the, what, what their tea is. That's jumping to a really bold conclusion. So that's why I try that's not what I'm to, just saying. I try not to extrapolate too much out of what people are saying. I just take the thing that they're saying. I try my best to just take the thing they're saying at face value. So if you just say, everyone's hanging, you guys are hanging out, and I did not get invited. You're not saying you are that's intentionally a great way. trying to, you're not saying you're intentionally trying to exclude me. All you're saying are two things. Everyone's hanging out. I wasn't invited. I am sad. These are all true statements. I don't think that. Yeah. I, I think that. That's and, great. And, 
I, I, I agree with that 100%. But also, but, it, my, but also, there's a difference. Like, for example, if these two people who he's very close to, if A and B are hanging out with uh, C, D, E, F, and G, I'm not, he's not that, maybe he's not that close with C, D, E, F, and G. So it's not weird when C, D, E, F, and G hang out. But when A and B do it, that is odd because we are very close friends. So, like, to make it about our situation, when Kim mm-hmm. and Naomi hang, if I see a picture of Kim and Naomi hanging out, that's not weird to me because they, why, why would that be weird to me? But if mm-hmm. everyone gets together and then Monet is there, then to me, I'm kind of like, it It feels weird to me. But also, it, it, it might also be easier if you, I mean, we're not talking to the friends, but if you are one of the friends who happens to accidentally have excluded someone, we had we this happen in our friend group again with Alfredo recently, recently too. It mm-hmm. is easier, in my opinion, as one of the friends to say, I'm sorry, we didn't invite you. I apologize. We should have invited you. I forgot. You know what? I, I genuinely just forgot. I apologize. It was not our intention. Mm-hmm. And I will try going forward in the future to invite you more. But that does, that deflates the ego. And it doesn't try to absolve yourself. It just, t- it takes on the ownership. I didn't invite you. And it makes it seem like the person who wasn't invited did something wrong by not getting invited right. and, then, and then mentioning their feelings. So when the person who didn't get invited goes, I guess I'm sad I wasn't invited. You you hung out without me and no one told me. That is true. Does it feel like an accusation? It just feels like maybe but, it is. It's a true statement. But if A, B, and, if a and B are hanging out and D, 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 E, F, G, whatever we said, like maybe, maybe a person who's excluded does not have the same relationship with those people. So just because, so let's, 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 let's say I'm hanging out with fucking, I don't know, Elliot with two T's, Simone and Gigi Good, because we hang out and you see me there. Like, like just because, like, you not being included in that doesn't mean that I don't want you to be there. That's just plans. Like, for example, when I first got here and it was myself, Brooklyn, Vanjie, and Silky hanging out, and you were in LA. You you weren't like I cannot believe that you didn't include me because that's because, because I'm it, not it, friends with Brooklyn or Silky or Vanjie. But me but and Naomi, when you weren't close with Plastique, me and Kim like and Naomi, it's, but it's not Plastique. It's me, Kim and Naomi. I bitch, I introduced you to Kim and Naomi. You know Kim and okay. Naomi because of me. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I did. So, 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 hello. So, all of a sudden, I was the I was the bridge between Naomi, Kim, and Monet, and then all of a sudden, the bridge mm-hmm. is gone, and the and the well, two mouths of the land have just gotten close <laughs> together. We've also built something else by by going on doing work the world together for for like for months and being like yeah, it's, it, it becomes not, a different I, separate again, thing. No, it's not. And all it is saying is. You're hanging out. I wasn't there and I'm sad. Now you're taking it as an accusation because you feel like you've done something. Maybe, maybe I'm assuming, maybe you feel like yeah. it's an accusation because you feel like that is that is negative. All, all I'm saying is, or even like this person, you're saying you hung uh-huh. out. I was not invited. These are all true statements. I am sad. These are all true statements. Now, if you feel like that's an accusation, that is maybe that says a lot about how you feel about that behavior. Well, be, only because this person is saying I'm t- because in, in in what this person was saying, she's like I've 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 confronted A and B about it before about them hanging out with other people and not including me I because I don't want to make plans anymore. Me. They're, they're, or they said I've spoken to. No, oh. they definitely said they they spoken to A and B about it. So you saying that you spoken to them about not being included everything because that that's why I'm taking it in this in the same way. Also, I am just not the type of person that I feel like I need to be. Maybe that's just a it's not a me thing. I'm sure more and more people feel that way. But I don't feel the need to go to everything and be a part of everything. I'm just I was like if I if like if I saw you Kim and Naomi hanging out, I wouldn't be like I can't believe they didn't invite me. I'd be like work. You know what I mean? 
And like if if but again, that's just I don't I don't think it's just me. I'm not saying I'm the I'm the weird one that the only feels this way. But I I I I just don't hold those feelings. So maybe I need to think about how uh, I don't know. There's something I need to change in myself about that it's energy about, with people. I definitely don't feel that way. It, it's not about changing. It anything. is because you're asking me about... to when I when I when I'm making plans with them to make sure I hit you up to include you as well. And I'm like no. my brain just you, doesn't just doesn't think that way. I, I feel like you're not hearing what I'm saying. It's not about changing anything. It's not about saying like you need to change what you're doing. It's not saying like you need to do something different. All I'm saying out loud is this happened. I wasn't invited. I'm sad. That's, it's just so the way to like, fix that so you not feel sad is to invite you to the thing. What, but that's not what I said. I didn't say that. I'm just saying out loud. So how do you happened. remedy it then? I, and I, and it's, it's also not even necessarily asking for a remedy. It's just if you can't acknowledge how you feel with your friends out loud without them feeling like you're accusing them of something, that is a little strange. So what it is is like, for example, if if you all are, if you all are hanging out. I'm not saying mm-hmm. like like if kid, it's one of these situations. You came and me, uh, plastic girl hanging out. Okay, work. And then I think usually by like the fifth time, I'm like, oh, I never, I just, I never get invited. I would like to get invited. And then you say something like that, and then everyone goes, well, you didn't answer the text. And I'm like, okay, but I mean, can you call me? And then once you ask if you can be called, and if that just feels like you're asking for way too much for a phone call, then you're like, okay, now I feel maybe a little hurt about that. And and it's not it's not saying you guys are doing anything wrong. It's not saying you're doing anything bad. I'm just acknowledging my feelings out loud. What, I, what I'm saying is I want to hang out too. I would like to hang right. out a few of these times. So to include you in it is what I'm saying. Is the, but it's is, not is about the, doing it every single time. It's like maybe invite me out. It's, 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 it's not it's so nothing maybe, wrong with being like, if, if you see that I went to the mall and you're like, oh, I want to go to the mall sometime. It's not you being like, you need to change the way you go to the mall. You need to change the way you I go to the mall. About, I don't say about changing my hanging out. I'm talking about saying to is like, include oh, you. Maybe invite you, even, and I'll invite you to the mall one or two times. Just like, right, like, that's like, like when I, like that's when I ask I mean. you to invite me to St. Lucia, I'm not <laughs> asking you to invite me to St. Lucia every time you go to St. Lucia. What I'm saying out loud is I would like to one day go to St. Lucia. One day I want to go to St. Lucia with you. So the change that is to, is to ask you if you want to come. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but 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 you're making you're making it seem well not you're making it it feels like it's like it's about changing the way I all I'm saying is like just invite me out once or twice. I don't want to go every time you go to St. Lucia. I don't want to go every time. I just want I do but I do want to go to St. Lucia with you specifically one time. Okay, then I'll invite you to go to St. Lucia. I don't just get I don't get why that's so funny. But but also <laughs> the other thing I'm asking too is like when I'm asking for a, a simple acknowledgement that you're like, you know what? I can see, and I'm asking out loud, saying again, I can see why that would be upsetting. But instead, you're like, I don't get it. I'm just not that kind of person. I would never be sad by that kind of thing. I just don't think I need to be everywhere. So then that is also not. That's not. I did not say I would never be sad about that type of thing. That's not. Not now. You're literally putting words in my mouth. That's not what I said. Something like maybe I'm just different. I need to change my perspective. Mm -hmm. I just don't think I need to be about everything. I do. Listen, that also kind of does an insinuation that I feel like you're like I don't think I need to be invited to everything. I don't either. I don't think I need to be invited to everything. All I'm just asking is to be invited to something. So it, it would make sense if you would just say, oh, I can see that. I can see why that would be upsetting. You know, I, 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 listen, I can see why that would be upsetting. And I think something that I can, that we as a group, when, when something is happening, in, in, invite you to it. I mean, that that's that's literally all I'm asking. You're like, no, you didn't, now you're like, no, don't invite me. <laughs> I'm like you're really fighting. I, I don't need to be invited every time. I, I didn't say it's about change. I, I also so how do I find out which time to invite you? 
Do what? How do I figure? How, 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 t- tell me, like, how do I know which time to invite you then? And not like and just see, like out of like if we also they happen like if it, it'll be like a random one like on Friday. Um, you you want you want to come get dinner? I'm like okay. So like, how do I know if I invite you to that one or not? You see what I'm saying? Also, another thing, if the math is that confusing, then fuck it. Like if the math is that <laughs> fucking confusing, if you're that confused by the math of inviting someone out or something, then just if it if obviously it clearly doesn't come naturally to you, then just then it, then 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 it feels like well then. It, it it feels like asking for the moon when when I it's when I feel like I'm really I know it's not. That's why it feels so wild. Well, Roberta, we're when you come back from we're here, I'm gonna schedule a dinner. Bitch, I don't wanna like fucking hang out with you. That's the <laughs> bitch, I, I don't wanna fucking hang out with your ass. Bitch. Like that dinner I scheduled for your birthday last year, which was lovely with Kim, you and Kim and I. And uh-huh. you know, I'm I'm gonna schedule something this year for you. Now, 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 now you just don't remember. I don't remember what 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 do we do? Never mind. Then I guess it wasn't that it wasn't it wasn't memorable. What are we doing on my birthday? Bitch, you went out to dinner. Where? <sighs> Answer the fucking question. Where we go? Kara, bitch, Kara, bitch. With Nick. Nick. It was no damn Nick. Nick was there. Nick was not there. You took me, Nick, and Jacob to car. I have a picture of it. That is not true. Jacob, do you remember going to car with Nick? Was Monet not there? I was not there. I did not go. I did not see. I have not ever seen Nick in LA. You've never seen Nick. Oh, I'm on and Monet, and we called Monet. And Monet was like, "You got to go to Cara." Yeah. And we called mockery. Mon- a mockery. I took you to car for your birthday. Anyway, it's not. It's, it's just not important. See, see this, this, this why this this why I don't invite this nigga no way because he don't he don't even care. It was his fucking birthday. He don't even care. What is Cara? What is Cara? Uh, it's a, a restaurant, bitch. What do you mean? What is it? I mean, what kind of food? One night, Jesus Christ. It's like American food. American food. American like uh, American Italian fusion, kind of. It has a pool outside. All right. We have to go. We have to go. This has been over an hour. I have to go. I have things to do. Um, thank bitch. you for talking about advice. <laughs> you are fucking wild, girl. You are Bye. fucking wild. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit